The Christian Andriacchio case was prematurely closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain and follow private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Christian. This is Without Warning. This bonus episode is two parts. Today, part one will be the first half of the leaked meeting, and Thursday will be the second half of the leaked meeting from July 1st. The following people were in that meeting. Cassie Coleman, the current district attorney, Benny DeBose, the police chief, Jay Arrington, captain of investigations, Gypsy Ward, investigator at the AG office, Tony Green, Investigations Public Integrity Director, Richie McAllister, Chief Administrative Officer. To give a little background, Mark Gillespie and I left Jay Arrington's office and ran into Cassie, Gypsy, and Tony in the hallway. They were headed to a meeting about Christian. We had just left a meeting with Jay Arrington when he said he did not have the case file. I asked Cassie Coleman if she had the case file. I have the recording of her response. Why we met with Jay Arrington is because Mark Gillespie had spoken to Jay earlier. No one had seen the case file except the authorities. I have the recording of the conversation between Jay Arrington and Mark Gillespie, which will be played at another date. What is important about that conversation was Jay Arrington told Mark he would be happy to sit down with him and go over the case file. He said he would open up everything to Mark. So, of course, Mark set a date for a meeting, and that was July 1st. I'm going to take you through the recording and give you behind-the-scenes information as you listen to the words that Cassie Coleman Benny DeBose, Jay Arrington, Gypsy Ward, Tony Green, and Richie McAllister say about Christian. The, the folks that just left, were you meeting with them or y'all both meeting he with did, them? I did. Remember in the last episode where Benny DeBose was discussed and said to be a people pleaser? Who were they? They came in here, uh, she was sitting in the office. I asked him, was it okay to talk to them? He invited Mark to sit down and go over the file. The meeting was set up prior to July 1st and confirmed three times. I'm assuming that is another batch of private investigators. I detect a little animosity towards private investigator. Side note, most police officers retire and become private investigators or some mall cops. In Texas, yeah. So they just showed up unannounced and... They came today. I told the chief they was coming. I asked him was it okay to speak to them, and I spoke to them, and I listened to what they had to say. Jay Arrington must be intimidated by Cassie Coleman because that is not true, but he isn't going to stand up to her. And her name was Sheila? So many listeners have reached out about this line. Sheila, that what she said? Mm-hmm. Sheila? Wonder if she knows my name now. But so have they already looked at the case? I couldn't tell if he was saying we're. They come over. They they come over. They they're saying they got this new evidence. 
Jay Arrington is flat out lying. He obviously doesn't want to tell Cassie the truth that he invited Mark Gillespie to go over the file. Mark Gillespie never once said we had new evidence. The audio between Mark Gillespie and Jay Arrington will be played in another episode, and I'll probably break it down as well, like this one. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's what they say, no. but I've heard all this before, and they was wanting to look at the case file, and I told them we don't have that case anymore, that the AG's office has the case. Pay attention to this. Jay Arrington is flat out lying, like I said, but what's interesting is he's telling Cassie this. The audio's going to come out with him inviting Mark to see the file. What I want you to pay attention to is how they all just pull things out of the air. This is exactly, exactly what the Andriacchios have been dealing with. They want to see the physical file. I, I couldn't show it to them anyway without the chief's approval. So I don't know exactly what they were trying to accomplish, but, you know, the Andriacchios, they've hired more private investigators in any case well, I've ever heard of. The Andriacchios have hired experts because... The city of Meridian did not do their job. Well, and that's what I was trying to figure out, if, if they were just somebody that came to offer assistance or if they were hired by the Androcios. I couldn't really tell what the... Well, um, they're saying they're offering assistance, but I do know that I got an email a good while back from the Androcios saying they hired a private investigator out of Texas okay. that's supposed to have all this new evidence. Uh, they didn't show it a while ago. So I just, you know, I'm sure they'd be contacting y'all because they want to talk to whoever's got the case file, and I just told them what the case file was. But uh, I, I listened to everything they had to say, but I hadn't seen the new evidence part yet. They didn't show me. Well, nothing. that's what I was trying to figure out. He kind of him called around. I couldn't figure well, out if he was staying. Well, like, I keep hearing the Andrakios. Cover it, or we already have it. So. Well, they're saying they already have it, but they don't say what it is they already have. It is so hard for me to listen to Jay Arrington. That is such a self-serving statement. No wonder the Andriacchio case is a disaster. But uh, this deal about the Andriacchio give me some new evidence. I don't know what evidence they're talking about. They didn't give me anything. Well, and I guess that, that's why I called the chief, and I don't know if you told the chief that you would come by My dad. that same day, so it was kind of ironic. But what... And my only conversations have been with Todd. I told you that the other day. And, Chief, I know you and I talked in passing about it, that when they were trying to set up that meeting, I think both of y'all were there back, yeah. like, started in November, which ended up meeting in December. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short with me, he called, and I asked him, instead of setting up separate meetings, could I just attend y'all's? And he said he would ask, and he'd call me back. And he never did. And then I get a letter from Ray by certified mail that essentially says, oh, he didn't show up, and the chief said, if you wanted to be here, you'd have been here. So we, the chief and I talked later, um, and that's kind of, that was the it until they called wanting the DNA tested. They keep saying there's some DNA that the crime lab has that had not been tested. Where is that coming from? Um, according to them, the crime lab told them that there was something there and that their lab couldn't, the crime lab had tested everything it could test. 
but that they had contracted with a lab that said they could do testing, I guess that's more detailed. Uh, and I told them, I can't release that, but I'll make contact with AG's office. But that's kind of been it. They did mention something about sending it to another, sending something to another lab. I think that's when Brad too had it, this, wasn't it? Yeah, with it, I saw it in here on the, the crime lab stuff. It said, uh, But that chief led to, um, I offered and said, I will be happy to contact AG's office. Right. You know, I'll ask them. I mean, you need to understand what it's going to be worth if you pay for it and the crime lab can't do it. This case is closed. The attorney general's office isn't paying for anything. Well, the question now, what what DNA they're looking for on the gun? Because it's a gun that belonged to uh, Andracchio. He left it at the apartment for Whitley, and early in the evening, he's supposed to been holding it to his head and swearing to took it away from him. So there's. And I, I, my understanding is, I think that that is why the attorney at the AG's office said, "We're not, you know, we're not going to pay for it, and it's really no good if you pay for it." This case is closed. Ray has asked to have the gun sent to a lab for testing. Ray will pay for it to be tested, keeping the chain of custody intact. Like if you send it to a lab, you're still paying for the results. But I, my understanding, and I haven't spoken directly to the AG that's handled it, and they're sitting here making answer, but their point was kind of, even if it comes back, but it's um, Whitley or if it's If I pass my gun all the way around the room and we send it off for DNA, and y'all DNA comes back on I don't, I don't disagree. The gun has blood on it, not just DNA from sweat or touching it. Come on, guys. You, yeah. I got an answer for that. The reason that we did not do that is because we contacted the crime lab, and they put it in writing that if they test this sample, it will be completely destroyed forever. There's no getting it back because it's so small. And our thinking was, okay, Let's not do that just in case something comes out later that you might that we might it could, or compare yes. it or but um, that conversation with them led to Miss Andracchio sending the AG's office an email saying, I don't know if you know, but there's a new DA in town. She wants the DNA sent off, she wants the file box stuff and sent back to her. But she says in her email to them um, that she brought, that they, the Androcchios, brought me new evidence. That prompted me to call Mr. Androcchio and say, hold up. And, and I have that phone conversation recorded. And Jay, you and I talked about it the other day, but when I confronted him about that, if you've never even met me, you sure haven't brought anything to me. He says that he brought it to Dubose and Eric. Um, and I brought Dubos, but he didn't bring it to Anthony. We were sitting here together when they met with us, so you had to see it if you gave it to me. I ain't seen no evidence. I, they, and, and I have gotten every letter they sent is certified. But in, I stopped over them, to be honest with you. I don't even know them anymore. But they, they would say things that you supposedly said that you, what the hell? Where, where was I when I said that? Right. No. Absolutely. I understand. <laughs> well, and I guess, so. At the time, I recorded the conversation, 
I remember listening like to make sure it recorded and then didn't really have anything else to do with it. They then started saying, you know, we set up this meeting, she didn't show up, she's refused to meet with the family, which prompted me to break out my little recorder and go back and listen to it. And in that conversation, and that's why I called you last week, it dawned on me, they're saying they took new evidence to the police department. I should probably make an inquiry about what, what that was. And if you tell me none, that's okay. I just didn't want to say none. And you know, you and I, like I said, we had kind of talked in passing um, that it was more of the same. I think you said at some point they even mentioned um, that they thought maybe somebody else was involved, that it wasn't even these two anymore. Um, but I had never just point blank asked the question, you know, what did they bring you? What evidence did they bring? And, and I do feel like, Chief, that they're, they're calling whatever it is new evidence because when I first spoke with Todd, I said, you know, it's been presented to a grand jury. The standard practice across the state and the country is, you know, either new evidence or some evidence that we had but we didn't present it. That's the standard for representing it to the grand jury. Um, but I do think that across the board they have tried to play everybody against one another. They do. Um, but I also understand, and y'all understand, it was not handled properly in the beginning. And if I were them... This is what you're dealing with. A DA beating the new evidence drum once again. No one is buying there isn't new evidence because we know there is. You don't even need new evidence to open up this case. The old evidence should open up the case. That statement may go on the record as the dumbest statement, but Cassie Coleman keeps saying it. We all agree. Again, Benny DeBose agrees with whoever is speaking. Right. I'd be suspect. I'd be suspicious. I don't, I don't blame them for feeling like the system has failed them. I just think that at some point you have to trust that other people have looked into it, people that have no connection to Meridian have looked into it. Um, and I'm not going to turn anybody away that wants to bring something forward. And all that prompts to say, after you and I talked, Jay showed up and said that he did feel like that there was sufficient evidence um, on, on a theory to, to bring it forward. And I just want us all to be on the same page. The page where you don't blow the whistle on corruption and I keep my job. I don't want to say y'all don't have any new evidence and then all of a sudden... Well, she never asked us, or yes, we do, or we're working on it. You know, yeah, we're we're actively working it. We've opened it back up. Um, I don't have any new evidence. I didn't get to present anything on what I had to start with. Bilbo made a decision to send it to the AG's office, which that's Bilbo's decision. I never got to present the case what I thought happened, so that's well, that. The AG's office... The Attorney General's Office, the Attorney General's Office took over the case, and they had Gypsy Ward present. We'll talk more about the presentation of Gypsy Ward in another episode. And, and I guess part of it, yes, Bilbo ultimately made the decision to request the AG's assistance, but it's like I told you last week, and you said you didn't know this. I mean, the family requested that Bilbo recuse himself. And, and I think at that point, he doesn't really have an option if he pushes forward, knowing that he believes that the evidence the family to offered uh, The family asked for him to recuse himself or recuse me? Him. He, they, they asked that he recuse himself. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I'm certain that part of that request was that they also wanted the AG's office to look into the questions they felt like hadn't been answered. But I don't know, Jay, what conversations you would have with them. I mean, that's the problem well, is I don't know. Well, if they made the request for Bilbo to recuse himself and they made the request for the AG's office to look at it, they did, they have, they did get an indictment, then they need to be ready to live with the results because they requested it go to the AG's office. Well, I, I don't necessarily disagree. Now Richie McAllister speaks up. He is the CAO and the one who said he's going to piss on a kid's memory. A real peach of a guy. Jay, told, Jay presented, if I'm not mistaken, uh, manslaughter, culpable negligence. And they said no, they won't murder. That's right. They said they wouldn't accept they anything. The Androgia yeah, said they wouldn't accept anything except murder. What is interesting, the family doesn't have a say. This room of collaborators at least need to understand the law. Even in Mississippi, the family doesn't dictate what someone is charged with. It is up to the authorities. What a ridiculous statement. The next exchange is interesting. When the warrants were issued for the mm-hmm. culpable negligence manslaughter, mm-hmm. how did they become withdrawn? Like what? It was murder, wasn't it? There's a murder warrant that was originally issued because with Bilbo, you got to shoot high and let him roll it back to manslaughter. Uh, if you shoot with manslaughter, Bilbo roll it down to whatever. Okay, it's, so I, that's what I'm saying. That's, so you've actually issued and had warrants signed both for murder and culpable negligence? I had originally, I, I was going to do murder and let him roll it back to manslaughter. And after talking with him, I had it recalled on murder and then left the one for manslaughter by culpable negligence. Okay, so... You and you had issued both and had both. Recalled. I issued one, had it recalled, and issued the other one. I don't know if the other one ever was recalled or not. The murder one was. No, I'm talking about the manslaughter. What? I, I don't even remember seeing those. Okay. That's the one I showed you. That was the manslaughter, though, right? Correct. We didn't. We never saw a warrant for murder. It done been recalled and done away with before that warrant. But was you issued. still have a copy of. I don't know if I have a copy or not. I thought it was still in the case file. Okay. So that comes back to, do you still have an a case file in this? No, I mean, I don't. Okay. We don't have a case file on this case. I got it. Okay, y'all got it. When he says y'all, y'all, y'all with the DA or the AG? They're with the AG's office. Okay. Y'all with the AG's office. I give everything I had to Gypsy. The one that Robbie refused to sign initially and then came back and signed later, what was that? The murder of the manslaughter? It was murder. He signed the manslaughter. Okay, so then there wasn't an actual warrant issued for murder. Never did get issued. All right. But for somehow, somehow, everything I did in Drake, I was new about it before I even, you know. What? That. So Robbie never signed a, a murder warrant. He signed it, but he recalled it. I never he did enter it as active. He signed the culpable and the temporary. Right. Manslaughter by culpable negligence and the. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying both, and I, maybe I'm not asking the question clearly. Did Robbie Jones or any judge sign a warrant for murder? He did, but he recalled it before I issued it or did anything with it. Okay, so how did it come about that he was recalled? Isn't that when we met with Amanda in here and she said that you did not have enough? Didn't have enough of that, that that other charge uh, fit, fit it. That's what fitted manslaughter by culpable negligence. So you went back and asked Robbie to withdraw it and then took him a culpable negligence basically to substitute. Mm-hmm. And, and tampering with a crime scene. 
and then I know you you said something about there was a question about the tampering because of the statute of limitations. According to what they told me at the DA's office, the statute of limitations had already ran out on it. Okay, so when you're saying at the DA's office, you're talking to Bilbo directly. I rarely ever talk to Bilbo directly. I always talk to somebody that worked for him over there. That's what I was told that the statute had ran out. So do you know who you talked to? Normally when I talk to anybody at the DA's office up till you got there, you either talk to uh, uh, the one that just retired or Lou. George Hayes or Lou. Okay. Rarely you, you talk to any of them, you talk through them. And then how does the warrant for the culpable negligence manslaughter get withdrawn? It's not withdrawn, is it? I know one got withdrawn. The 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 manslaughter warrant's still in the file, isn't it? But do, is it actively right now? You could go arrest somebody on it. If I entered it into the computer, it's signed. I could arrest somebody on it. So but, if the question is asked to you, why didn't you enter it into the computer? What is the answer? For that? Because it was going to the grand jury without arrest. I had the warrant in there to, to show the charge, that, and it was close enough to grand jury time. I believe what was decided at that time, talking to the DA's office, just present it without arrest. I had to want they didn't want me to serve it. They wanted me to present it without making an arrest. Dating Bill. Bill Bill. Because they, the AG's office has a culpable negligence warrant that says either rescinded or withdrawn. Um, and it looks like it says per DA, but it could be. It's, there's definitely a D. I can't really make out what the second letter is. I'd have is. to look at it. But I just didn't know if that, like, would you have gone back to Robbie and said, I talked to the DA's office and they said, just wait, or? No, I don't remember doing that, but like I said, I have to look at the case file. Okay, and that's what I'm asking. So do you, you turned every physical piece of evidence you had over to the AG's office. Right, I don't have anything. Okay. But you can still print off like what? I can print what's on the computer. Okay. Did you print me a copy of that? You and I talked about that just Friday. Just a full copy of what you have in your system. I happen, but I will. Okay. I just made it back to work. That. That's all the emails associated when we word search and drop you over. Just from your email server. Right. So that's okay. all everything in the server. And then anything uh, when we search what came in from the parents, whoever they were, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're not in order yet. Okay. And I guess that's my concern. I mean, I understand. Um, I'm not here to defend nor attack Bill Bo. I understand that Jay and Would you uh, let Mercy Londa know that the drug kill case need a copy made for the and DA? And I get that. And I, I mean, I, but that's not my battle to fight. And he's a gone. copy the drug um, case for the district What I'm attorney. trying to do is make sure that. Yes, please. If there's something out there that hasn't been looked into, that it's looked into, that I don't have it. Whatever's on the computer, yeah. printed out. Y'all are looking for. into it, or well, it was in a file. Right. And right. It's clearly right. not in a file. I mean, there's right. not a murder warrant in the right. file. Thank according. you. You know, did they, the Androcios, come to us? They came to me initially and asked if we consider reopening the case. We did that. But then uh, I guess it didn't move fast enough, or they didn't get the results they wanted. It was never presented. So they asked that the case be given to the AG's office, which we did at that point. We washed our hands of the case. It went to NBI after y'all. It went to NBI before I got back to NBI. When, 
Yes, yeah. did. But yeah. then when you came back, that's when you put yeah, Brad Two out. back on it. Right. That's what you're saying. Reopen it. Reopen it was a sign in Brad Two. When the eyes had said something about the bullets bouncing around the wall, yeah. When you go through those emails, though, it sounds like some some evidence never got here and was sent directly to NDI. It was something yes, about I believe buying that. bloody I mean, T-shirts and that, stuff. That's what. That is what they. Yeah. Claim and, and I think that, that there may even be a, an NBI report that acknowledges receiving it but not being able to locate it. I, I, I don't quote me on that, but there's a possibility that they did say that I have NBI was not going to release it. Heard or read that was she you know NBI doesn't typically release their reports. I mean, like when you get an NBI report, you know, on that cover sheet it says this is property of NBI, it's loaned to you, um, and I know. That at some point, Bilbo signed an order agreeing to get a copy, and I think that MBI actually fought it just because that was their policy. That one, we weren't given notice. You know, we weren't asked if we were consenting to that. Um, and two, that's just our policy that that we don't release them. Now, I don't know now that it's closed. If if they would have a different answer, I don't know. I thought the Andrafio said that MBI would not even release the evidence that they had. Nice. It's in there. Bloody, they, they told Brad too. They sent it off to NBI. But I think it's Brad Two's report that says that NBI now can't find it. My question is: So we have some stuff here, correct? We got our case file, the cities, or has it been turned over to AG? Right. But that's what I'm the only thing that you would have is something you printed from your system. Is so, that correct? Well, I didn't print anything. I got them printing it out for you. But I'm saying, other than what you would have to go in and print. That's stored digitally, stored in the computer. There is no other physical evidence here. Nothing. Not that I know. And well, when, when they does Brad Two still have the gun and all and evidence like that? That I don't know. It might still be at the crime lab. I don't know. Okay, Brad Two was doing something with the gun. Some of the physical evidence. I don't have any. I don't know I what Brad Two's got. Yeah, because I know he said he's said for you just take whatever evidence he's got and just give it back to him and be done with it. But I don't have anything, but you'd have to talk with Brad too to see what he may have. Well, I mean, could we just check the inventory in the evidence room? You can. I'll be glad to go back there and see. I was going to let this pass, but I just can't re-listening to that last exchange. Stop and rewind and listen to the way Cassie Coleman asks for Arrington to check the evidence room. I am not a fan of a female, a professional female, talking in that whiny baby voice. What are we trying to do here? Well, it's just stuff like that. Like, I don't want to say you have no physical evidence and then it come up that the gun is back there. I mean, you're talking about print out a sheet of all evidence that's, that's here in the building on the Andrucchio case. I need to get it. What I'm hearing from this conversation is Cassie Coleman wants to know, one, about the case file, two, what evidence they have in the police station, three, case evidence do they have on their computers and information, emails about the Andriacchios and Christian. I mean, what I'm trying to do, I guess, is gain an understanding of what has happened and then where we're at. I mean... It, it, and again, just from y'all's meeting with them back in November, both of you were saying they brought nothing with them. In other words, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't bring... Unless it was something they did verbally and 
they considered it evidence, but we didn't. Well, and I understand that completely, but I mean, they didn't come in and say, here's a video, here's no. a confession, here's a statement. They just came in and kind of were asking, I mean, what, when they came back in November and talked to y'all, was it with the request that you take it back from the no, AG's office? No, not that I recall because I don't think the AG had it then, did they? No. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah, they did. Because they, uh, I don't think they want the AG, y'all even to be there when we met. They did, you know, because yeah. after y'all met, you and I talked and I said, I, I think that the best thing is for all of us to get in the same room. Right. And they told you no, they told me no. She even sent me a certified letter saying, we will not come to the same table with Why? them. What was the Andrecchio's presence on not wanting the AG to be in the same room as MPD? They didn't get the answer. My answer to that question is they didn't get the results they wanted. So, so, so the Andrecchio's also went to NBI as well? That was initially who they went to. So, and, yeah, my understanding, and I don't, you, I don't even know that you would have been here. You wouldn't have I been back have yet. Been. So MPD works that they're not satisfied with the responses they're getting from Wilburn and Jay. You would have been down, I mean, you would have been here for all of this, but this is my understanding. Um, they then asked the former chief to allow MBI to come in. Right. And, and he, he, and he refuses. And Buck sends it because he leaves and Buck sends well, it. Well, and Buck says that's not even true. He, okay. he says that, I guess, MBI just came in because I, th I think what happened is she reached out to MBI and to the AG's office, the U.S. Attorney's office. And so they then offer, and maybe by then either Buck's willing to allow it and the former chief wouldn't. I mean, I, I don't have any of that in writing. But MBI then looks at it. And they submit a report, and and then before that report is finalized, I guess they've come back to you, and then Brad Chu is looking at it. And Jay, I don't know if you were after Brad Chu or before Brad Chu. After Brad Chu, I had finished theirs when I when we reopened. Right, they because were. they weren't. I mean, they didn't feel like they. The NBI's report was that it was a suicide. Yeah. Then um, Brad Chu picks it back up, and then I guess after that is when you got into it, Jay. Mm, Brad Chu, um, no. And Drakiels could not communicate with each other. He, that's when they wasn't satisfied with Bratu's work either. And then they sent an email to Bilbo accusing both Bilbo and Bratu of covering for somebody. And it's that that I think finally prompts Bilbo to say, okay, you know, to the AG's office. And then I don't know, Jay, if you were working simultaneously, like at the time that they were getting it. I don't, that's what I don't know the timeline on. How to get the case file? You go from when Meridian PD first worked it. For some reason, we opened the doors to uh, Stubbs' brother that was running the gun store out there, and Johnson the board used to be a patrolman here. I think and, that actually was the family hired then. Well, they was allowed to access to everything in the police department, so that was sharp. Or somebody just opened the doors of this place to them. What do you mean access? Anything we had. Like anything. to look at it or to take it or I don't know what they took or what they didn't. I know they had free run of the station. They could come down there like they were detectives for the police department. That was a, a, a biblical screw up if I've ever seen one. And then they hired this woman lawyer speechin or something over in uh, uh, Madison and her uh, retired MPD guy who who, who sold the hydrocodones on it was an absolute shoot them on the ground murder case. And I went all the way over there to try to talk to them. And all they wanted to know what I had, that that wasn't much. 
the drug kills have caused herself more harm in this case by polluting it with, like this one they just left here. I don't know who these people are. I know he's supposed to be some PI out of Texas. I don't know. I don't know what game he's running. The game that Jay Arrington doesn't seem to understand isn't a game. It's somebody's son. And what Mark cares about is the integrity of an investigation, something that I don't hear one single person in that room talking about. Uh, but anyway, it went from the PD to all these PIs, then it went to Brad too, and then it went to me, and uh, uh, I thought it was a pretty good case of manslaughter by culpable negligence. But at the same time, I'm over to the judge's office. Robbie's got Bilbo on speakerphone, and he tells uh, Robbie, I'm just making the facts up of the case as I go. That's when I was done with Bilbo. The next thing I know, then it goes to the AG's office. All right, so that, I've never heard that before. So you're saying that you personally heard Bilbo talking to Robbie and... Standing in Robbie Jones' office right in front of his desk on speakerphone. And when was that? Just before he pointed it off to them. Okay. He told me about that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never heard that before. Ask Robbie. Well, I'm asking you. That's I'm just saying. You're being confrontational. Okay, let's stop for a moment. Anyone, anyone think that was confrontational? Anyone. I am not a fan of a female doing that to control the situation. Remember, we asked for this audio and were denied. Cassie speaks these words, but does she really believe them herself? The audio is altered, as you know. The question is why? We all know she will never be able to prosecute this case due to her husband's brokering a deal to get Whitley and Cassie on the record. We know that Cassie and Whitley's uncle Frankie have a very cozy relationship where he is guided to ask for case files and given. We know the AG office released autopsy pictures of Christian when the United States Supreme Court ruled it's a violation of Christian's rights. But hey... In Meridian, law and order don't matter. Power and corruption are the prevailing law. You have a choice and a voice. Be the voice for Christian because it can be your family next. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Part two will be dropped on Thursday. If this audio scared you at all, wait till you hear Thursday's audio. Christian's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at com. Without warning, Executive Director, Executive Producer, and Host, Sheila Wysocki, and Announcer, Tim Evans. I will continue the conversation with bonus episodes on my Patreon page without warning. Please go to withoutwarningpodcast.com and buy a t-shirt and show your support to Christian Andriacchio.